Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show. This week we are talking about the beautiful subject of a tax rebate. If you have been fortunate enough to get a check back from the ATO, what to do with it, and more importantly, what not to do with it. Plenty of information in here to help you get set for your best year yet. I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Lorenzo. Thanks for having me on the show, Mr. Baxter. Pleasure to be here. Now, jumping straight into today's uh, session, a thorny topic, that is of tax. Nonetheless, it's actually something a little bit more positive. It's your tax rebate. We just finished uh, June 30th, that all-important time, the do's and don'ts of what to do with your tax rebate. So tax rebate, what exactly is one of those? I don't think I've ever had one of those. Uh, I haven't, fortunately, haven't had one either myself. No, it's, uh, so this is where you've overpaid your tax and the tax office very kindly, perhaps even grudgingly, send you a check for your overpayment. Uh, giving you effectively some money back, which is uh, which is something a lot of people look forward to and uh, is a great thing. It's a bonus, that's for sure. But it's one of those things, uh, like any gift, you've got to use wisely if you want to get the most from it. Absolutely. And I think that's an important way to label it because it is a bonus. So it has to be treated like that. Mm. Um, and we can chat about what to do with it, meaning where to put it, what to do invest with it, or what don't, what not to do, excuse me, meaning, mm. you know, spend it or, or waste it. Let's dive into what we should be doing then in that case. Okay. So the way I would view a tax rebate where you're getting cash back from the tax office is, as I said previously, it's a gift. You've already made the contribution. The money's gone out of your account, so effectively you've saved it. And, and so it's, it's moved its way off of the general expense ledger, your spending ledger, to another category. And, and I'd probably leave it there, and we'll talk about some of the things not to do as we go through. But yeah, to give ourselves a bit of structure, there's probably two or three things that spring to mind as things to do uh, with your, uh, your tax rebate. So if you've had excess money come back from the tax office, no order of preference, but one of them should be get rid or eliminate or pay down bad debt. Credit cards, right? 20% interest, something yeah, like that? That's right. Credit, Even though we're at interest rates of you know, 0.1% credit card uh, interest is still up in the high teens, which is incredible and it's probably something that should be looked at. But nonetheless, if you've got credit card debt and it's costing you 14, 15, 16, 18% a year, get that paid down and eliminated because you're fighting against the tide as long as you've got that kind of debt accruing, particularly at those rather punitive interest rate levels. So yeah, work out what it is, get the card paid off. That would be my advice. And does that mean if you hypothetically got $3,000 back from the tax office as a rebate using the full three grand on your credit card? I think in order of priority, it's not a bad thing to get rid of that. And to caveat or explain that in a bit of detail, if you've got credit card debt, it would, uh, it would suggest that you have challenges managing money. You spend more than you have and you've got yourself into a bit of a pickle. And by being able to use that bonus, that gift from the tax office to pay it out, as a priority should be something you embrace and get stuck into. I guess the second part of that is to make sure you don't find yourself back in that camp again. And, I, and if you're someone that, that has a job managing your repayments on your credit card, get rid of your credit card, cut it in half, bin it, get a debit card. It's gonna work off what you've got in your bank account and then you're shut out. And that way you're not gonna run up a situation where um, you've, you've started to accumulate this really painful and very, very bad debt. Well, just on that, AB, I think mm. if, if you're getting, say, three grand back from the tax office, excuse me, and then putting that straight onto your credit card, it's offering some repeat or reprieve, excuse me, for a very short period of time. Mm. 
would it be then quite easy to go, oh, okay, I've paid off my credit card now, happy spending, let's Absolutely. go out and buy. Or, or you then move into a buy now, pay later phase or whatever it may be. You know, it comes down to budgeting. Um, yeah, and that's something that, again, is not a particularly pleasant conversation to have with people, but is at the very foundation of any kind of success with money. Spend less than you earn, simple as that. And so the way to do that is to run a budget and more importantly, to keep to that budget. Uh, very, very important. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd work very hard to eliminate that bad debt, that credit card debt, that non-tax deductible debt as a starting point. That should be your primary if you've got that situation. Now, if you don't have bad debt to eliminate in that regard, there are plenty of other things you can do with the money. So I guess we can move into some of those right now. All right, so number one, do pay down your credit card or bad debt. Mm -hmm. Number two, how about investing the money? Yeah, I think getting it invested is extremely important. We'll talk about you know saving versus investing. Uh, towards the back end of what we're going to talk about today, I think, but uh, get that money invested. And even if it's a couple of grand, it's a gift. You've somehow, by overpaying your tax, managed to save a couple of thousand dollars, take that money and invest it in something. And, and these days, you know, in the past, you'd say, I've only got a couple of grand, it's not worth doing anything with. You do need to get that working because mighty oaks grow from little acorns. So buy into an exchange traded fund, for example, an ETF. There's plenty of material in our podcast on what ETFs are and how they work. Um, yeah, buy into a NASDAQ ETF, for example, that's broad based across the tech sector. And so instead of having to work out whether it's Microsoft or Apple or Netflix you own shares in, own them all via an ETF. And the barriers to yeah. entry on that are so low, low yeah. investment costs in terms of your transaction fees, but also so easy to open an account these days. And Absolutely, and, and the fees for doing a paper thin. So you know, there, there is no barrier to entry other than the story that we tell ourselves, oh, it's not worth doing with a couple of grand. Do you know something, if you feel that way about that couple of grand, just send it to a charity. You may as well. Yep. If you yeah. feel it's not worth doing, it's only a couple of grand, just send it to a charity. If it doesn't mean anything to you, then just give it away to somebody that maybe needs it. Okay, and that will reframe your beliefs around what that couple of grand are worth pretty quickly. And you'll go, okay, well, actually, no, I probably should do something with this after all. And that's a really good litmus test because it's so easy to be blase. Oh, it's a couple of grand, don't worry about it. A couple of grand's a lot of money, especially if you take that couple of grand and you're able to pile it into 10, then 20, then 50, and then 100. Well, if you had to put last year's tax return into the ASX 200 index fund, it's probably 40% from where it was started Absolutely. a year ago. Exactly right. So, you know, it's about just getting started and it's easy to have stories to stop you getting started. So, so far, pay down bad debt. Number two, get it invested in something um, and, and, and get it invested in yourself. Use that money to educate yourself on what to do too, which is never a bad thing. But an ETF is a really simple walk-up start for anybody. We can help you get an account open instantly and we can get you set up so you can buy into just about anything you want. NASDAQ, S&P 500, Aussie market, lithium, banking stocks, resources, tech, uh, bonds, uh, and anything you want to do with them. I mean, it's virtually anything you can do there. And next year's tax return into the same ETF yep. and the one after well, start, that. You start using that as a, the, the seed and then start being a regular saver into it. It would be really smart. Cool. All right. Well, number one, pay down your credit card. Yeah. Number two, get it invested. Makes sense. Yep. What about number three? What about maybe one I didn't actually know myself, but mm. one that we discussed beforehand is yeah. actually buying your next tax, de tax deductible item. Absolutely. So if you're in business or you've got an ability to claim tax back on something, um, you know, a lot of people, let's say you wanted to upgrade uh, like a printer in your business or some computers or, or there was a piece of equipment that you needed to buy uh, and it's expensive and, and, and the tax rebate that you're getting from the ATO, um, you could use that to go towards it or pay for it, then do that because what you're effectively also doing is using that fairly small tax rebate this year, piling it into something bigger to give you an even bigger tax write-off next year. And this is almost compounding your tax rebates, which is actually sort of, a, yeah, you think about compounding interest and making money, you're doing the same with your deductions, you're building them up. That's a pretty smart thing to do too. Talk to your accountant about that to see what you can write off, 
uh, and so on and so forth and, and build up that list of deductions so you get more back next year to pile it into the next thing, into the next thing, and that's how you build wealth. You know, on that note, Mitch, one of my very, very early mentors, uh, and I remember you know, my whole career has been in financial markets, but being a trader for an institution is very different from looking after your own money. Sure. And um, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant and the like, and, 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 and the whole notion of what Robert talks about, and I've had the opportunity to speak alongside him plenty of times. Funny story, when we were in Auckland um, last year, I think it was last year when we were still allowed to travel, we were doing an event together, and Robert loves his rugby, so we're actually backstage, about to go on and talk to about 7,000 people that video. playing rugby out the back. Funny guy, anyway. Who had a better pass? Look, he's, I think he had a bit more experience because he's older. Let's say about oh. that, okay? But uh, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, and so, yeah, he always talks about, you know, if you're in business or you've got the ability to play the game and manage tax effectively, that's by far and away one of the best ways to get ahead in life. You know, everyone has to pay some level of tax, but if you are able to run your expenses out of your gross and then live off your net as opposed to trying to live off your, uh, uh, live off your gross after all the tax, it just doesn't work. Deduct what you can. Uh, as a tax deduction legitimately, and then it's going to give you an amount that you can really live off. But exploit those deductions. Very so nice. with that rule, AB, are there any specific um, requirements for that purchase? Look, it, it, it's hard to say because everyone listening to this is in a very, very different set of sure. circumstances. And we run the risk of sort of starting to give personal tax advice, which is not what this broadcast is all about. Talk to one of our financial planners, we're going to help you with that. Um, but the, the reality is there's a level of common sense that goes alongside it. That said, there are some, you know, some unusual things that you can claim. Uh, there really are. Um, so you know, you just got to be smart and play the game. And I'd always advocate double check with your accountant uh, to make sure what you're doing is legitimate in that space. And this is tax is one of those really strange things. There's the line in the sand. Step up to it. Step real close to it. Don't ever step over it. Sure. And the temptation is to try and get too smart and step over it and start claiming stuff that you shouldn't. And you know the consequences of that really can be quite gnarly. So we'd never advocate that. Get up to the line, step right up, so you're right close to it. Just don't step over it. So talk to your accountant, your financial advisor about that, as to things you can claim. And you'll be quite surprised as to what they can be. You know, if you're um, in a profession that requires a uniform, that's a deduction for you. So can dry cleaning be of that uniform? But it comes down to your own personal circumstance. Claiming your pet dog tricky, but claiming the guard dog that keeps an eye on all your tools in the ute so nobody steals them is a marginal that your accountant may or may not get across the line. Go check it out. Wow, that's some jiggery pokery. It's not mm. your first rodeo, is it? <laughs> all right, Indeed. well, that looked look, really great advice. So we, we just put a ribbon around what to do. That's uh, invest, of course, pile that into your next tax deduction and also pay down your credit card. Yep. This makes sense. Yep. What about not what not to do, AB? You're just given three grand back from the tax office. Mm. What shouldn't you be doing? Worst thing you do is go and party hard with it. Spend it. Yeah, it, it, you'd already made the commitment to it being in your savings side by paying in tax. It's gone out of your spendable income. It's already over there. Don't let it cross back over that line again. And when I say spend it, look, we all need some color in our life, but I've always been of the view um, that anything you do is that's colorful. You know, if you want to buy a jet ski or a boat or toys or you know, whatever it may be on that, always buy that out of the proceeds of your investing, not your principal. That's something that's really, really important. So don't, don't, don't bring that cash over and use it as, a, as something to spend, uh, to, 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 to go and blow it on a, a weekend away. Get it invested. So just be very minded of not going, oh, three grand back, let's go and buy, you know, and get some new clothes or get some mags on my car or whatever the thing is that you want to do. It's that, easily wasted, isn't that it? Is, that is dumb. Well, essentially when it's free money as such, because you've already planned on having it out, out of your budget, when you get it back, 
why spend it? It doesn't make any sense mm. when you can use it. Oh, but it's also free money. So you think, oh, I can spend that. It won't make any difference. So the, the, the two mindsets Values, there. Values, right? Yeah, there are spenders and savers, lifters and leaners in life. You see it for what it is or you see it for what it isn't. Um, yeah, and that's a matter of opinion. There'll be people watching say, oh, I've worked really hard. It's mine to spend. Knock yourself out. But if you want to get ahead financially, it's about making shorter term sacrifices today in order to have the life that you want in the future. Now, that doesn't mean to say you get a level of bread and water and walk to, walk to work barefoot in the snow, <laughs> but at the same time, apply a level of common sense to it. You know, you've had that gift back, put it into something wise along the lines of the three things we've talked of, rather than, oh, we're gonna just go to cheeky wig up in Noosa or something like that. Sure. Now, on that note, what about yeah. paying down your mortgage? Because at first, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Oh, I take three grand off the mortgage, yeah. happy days. Not so smart though, right? Well, look, it depends on when you're having this conversation and over the annals of time, and you know, this is gonna sit in the ether forever. That's what happens with technology these days. Remember that incriminating photograph of you with somebody years ago? Oh, just pops up every now and then. Tell them that. So, so this kind of material is gonna be out there for a while, and, and, and advice varies given the situational context. So right now, as of today, when the Reserve Bank of Australia's interest rate is 0.1%, do not pay your <laughs> mortgage off with your tax rebate. We're August 2021, by the way, for yeah. our viewers. So the reason not to do that is that the cost of borrowing right now is so low that effectively by paying off your mortgage with it, what are you saving? 2% on three grand, so you're saving yourself $6 a year. A waste. By doing that, right? But you get that three grand working a lot more on the other side of the ledger uh, at, at a faster rate by investing it smartly. Yeah, and we're all stewards of our own capital. You can invest and you can make X or you can save and make Y. And if X is more than Y, you should be doing more of this because your street's ahead. So with interest rates being very low as they are right now, paying your mortgage down uh, is, is, is not a great idea with it. You might feel that it might relieve some of your financial stress. And look, if you're over geared in your mortgage, maybe that is a good thing to do. Depends sure. on your circumstance. If I were having this conversation, um, you know, uh, two decades ago and interest rates were at 16%, it's a no-brainer. Get your mortgage paid down and get that debt sorted out because it's just like credit card debt at 16%, you've got to get it paid down. But while interest rates are so low, there's no major consequence to do that. There's okay. no real incentive, right? So advice changes over time. And this is quite hard to convey to people. We've all inherited advice from our parents and typically, not always, but typically when parents give us advice, it's coming from a good place for good reason, but it's based on their life experience and the circumstance and the time frame and the era that they grew up in. And that information is sometimes very good and sometimes it's less relevant in different market conditions. And right now that notion of, um, of getting your mortgage paid down, which would have been a big priority for my parents, um, is less relevant in today's world. Makes a lot of sense. And, and I think that noting that the timeliness of this advice is mm. super important here. Mm. So let's go through those. Don't pay down your mortgage. Yep. Don't spend it. Yep. And the third one, what about just putting it in the bank? Yeah, saving so, it. Same thing. I mean, if you're saving it in cash right now, um, you know, you might have some form of super duper whiz bang term deposit that's making you 2% a year. That's okay. a super duper one, right? right? You know, bank interest rates are so low that the cash return rate is incredibly low. Now, don't forget, you are oh, making 2% on it. No, you're not, because you've got to take out your tax that you're going to pay on that 2%. And secondly, you've got to take out the cost of living or inflation, what the time value of that money is going to be. So on a gross basis, let's say you're making 2%, and let's say um, your tax rate is 30%. Keep the maths nice and easy. So out of that 2%, that you would have been getting gross, once you take out your tax, okay, 30% on there would be what, six, so you're getting 1.4% net. 
Take inflation at the moment, which is sitting realistically, if you take into account healthcare, rent, electricity, petrol, is well over 1.4% a year. Net, net, your savings are, are sending you backward. The real cost of living has made sure that you've gone backward. So again, there's no major incentive to be saving it. You, you simply, you cannot save your way to wealth. You know, it doesn't matter how much you save, you're never gonna save your way to wealth. You have to get your money working harder save it and then get it into an investment that's able to then outperform and give you a better return on your money. They'll be the key things. So you know, it's tempting. Saving money for a rainy day I can hear my dad saying this to me as we speak. Get your mortgage paid down, um, which were two fantastic pieces of advice for him in the era he grew up in, the 60s, 70s, 80s in the UK. Um, they were a great piece of advice he gave me when I, was, when I was younger and I was starting out. I'm in a different situation. I don't have debt. Uh, and I've been able to invest very successfully based on the skill set that I've developed. So for me, holding cash, even though I hold cash, wouldn't be the priority. My priority would be getting in the market and get it earning you know, 10, 15, 20% a year, as opposed to a paltry 1%, 2%. It makes total sense. And it, and it kind of, it, it, it poses a, an interesting challenge here, AB, because we're not allowed to spend it. Uh, but then again, we're not allowed to save it, right? Yeah. So overarching, premise behind your argument here is that when you've got this money for back from the tax office, if you've been lucky enough to get that, mm. use it smartly Absolutely. to make more money. Yep, it's, it's, it's a gift. You've already saved it, get it working harder. Please don't, you know, it matter for you, if you want to get successful in life, sometimes you've got to do the hard yards now to live off the rewards going down the line. You know, Live hard and die young, that may be your mantra, in which case, go spend it hard. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's not, not my life, it's only yours. Um, so yeah, get it invested. And get an investment in something that's going to work. You know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about where to put your money um, to get the best kind of return. You've also got to work out as an investor what's of interest. Do you want something hands-on or hands-off? Do you want something that's um, that's more aggressive or less aggressive? Do you want something that's income-producing or one that's capital growth? Or do regulated want... or non-regulated? Regulated, non-regulated. <laughs> you know, embryonic, manipulated, non-manipulated, exchange traded. Virtual. Yeah. yeah, the list goes on with all of those things. But it's about it's like you know putting on a pair of shoes. Everyone. Yeah, let's talk about running. We just saw the marathon runners in the Olympics and hell, you wouldn't want to do that. Oh. I remember I did a marathon on the Gold Coast, which is a great place to do one, nice and flat. Uh, great and, weather. And great weather and you know, perfect place to do it. Just watching those guys flog around that course there. So let's talk about running, right? You could go and buy Mizuno, Brooks, Asics, Adidas, Nike. They're all different types of running shoes. There's, there's more that I haven't named in there. And they all do the same job, but there are certain shoes will suit you more. Asics, for example, if you pronate, I don't know this because I'm just about to go and buy a pair in a minute. Um, but you know, if you if you tend to pronate, that would be a better better shoe for you. Uh, and if you're after um, something that's or Mizuno, we can add in there, whatever it might be. Each one of them has got their own particular attributes. They're all good running shoes. Just like all investments are good investments, if you know what you're doing and the risk stacks up versus the return potential that's there, it's a question of making sure it's right for you. And copying what somebody else does is not right for you. That's you trying to be somebody else. They can have a different risk profile, different attitudes, different skill set, different learning, different goals. It's about working out what's right for you. So, you know, there's a myriad of opportunities there. Take some time, work it out for, for yourself. But most importantly, don't take all day to work it out. Get started because that's the most important thing. Great advice. And for anyone digesting this podcast, our team at Australian Investment Education, or more specifically, our financial planning team, will be able to help with that decision too. 100%. You know, don't try and work this out on your own. It's not our first rodeo. This is what we do. This is our bread and butter. And as I say, if someone gifts you, in this case, the ATO gifts you your money back, Please be smart with it. Use it really, really well and pile it into something bigger for your future. Because once you start to get that compounding happening and, and get in the habit of getting your money working after you, you will never look back. 
Thank you very much, AB. The three do's and the three don'ts of your tax rebate uh, from the ATO. Happy days, great advice. Thanks very much. No problem at all. We should make a podcast out of this one. We should. There you have it, guys. Make sure you take a moment to give us a review and a rating so we can share the word and get more people in front of this information.